Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. This is Daniel Ricardo, and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. It's 365 Days of Sport, the greatest sports radio show on the planet, and we are live, live, live. Oh, sort of an intro with that. People would have thought there was someone uh, not of sound mind on there with that sort of... No, they no, could well uh, be right. No, absolutely not. I think I think Beefy's trying to be a buffer brother. I don't even know who that is. Are you serious? What? I'm quite serious. I don't joke around on this show. Let's get ready to rumble! Yeah, there's two yeah. of them, two brothers. They yeah. both do a Are they twins? Thing. No, oh, no not twins. Michael and... Oh, I've seen one of the guys. Um, He's got silver hair now. One was boxing, one was uh, wrestling, and I don't know who's uh. doing the UFC, but I think Beefy, Beefy, Beefy Buffer, Might, was yeah. trying to... Trying I'm to sort of think he was doing. No, I'm going for it. The other guy is Jimmy Lennon. It's showtime! He right. does that one. Well, yeah, it's good to experiment, you know, try new things out, keep people on their toes, they don't really know what's going on, do they? I but, try and keep them guessing from week to week, Rob, really? about what we're going to do on this you're show. You're like science, you're metaphorical, you're like Anthony Mundine. No one knows what's up with Anthony well. Mundine, do they? And he's just, he just bolted to another, com- another country, I heard. I heard. Oh, did the, he? The guy he's fighting against was having a bit of a sulk. Jeff Horn. he's been left to uh, promote the the entire fight on his own. He's not real popular, that Mundine. <laughs> he thinks the uh, Australian National Anthem is a white supremacist song as well now. Okay. I did read that in the last few days. Okay. So he's going to do a Colin Kaepernick and um, Neil. Did he prefer um, God Save the Queen? I don't quite know what Anthony prefers because he, uh, you know, him have been <laughs> sound mind and body or sound, sound that, body and mind. They sung God Save the Queen here till like 1980. 82. Yeah, I think that's true. Yep. Yeah. That's unbelievable. I'm pretty sure I think it Brisbane Commonwealth Games 1982 that it was still in play wow someone told me that uh, Advanced Australia Fair was actually inscribed in the late 1800s oh I don't know and it was just sort of this floating around song with changing words and then all of a sudden they said they did they anthemised it right as 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 the Australian person I'd hope you'd have some idea the token Australian on on the panel Um, as a kid growing up so I born in 1979 so Mm. I did my schooling from 80 four-ish yep. through till about last year. I was, I was a bit of yep. a late late developer. Yep. Um, and I always remember Vance Australia Fair. 1878, Robert. It was there written. Lyrics and music by Peter Dodds McCormack. How did you know that, I Robert? can't remember. I heard it somewhere quite recently. I think uh, I think maybe it was a bit of a, a Google debate. I'm going to tell yeah. you, Mm. In 1951, it was a competition for the new national anthem to celebrate the Golden Jubilee of the Federation of Australia. The entry by the Austrian-born conductor Henry Cripps, This Land of Mine, won the competition, but it was decided to make no change to the status quo. Just for a change, Australia makes no change. So until 1974, God Save the Queen was Australia's national anthem. In 73, Whitlam government decided the country needed a new anthem that could represent Australia with distinction Mm. and started a competition to find one. Um, And they said, no, (laughs) don't do it different. Keep it the same. So, um, obviously, Waltzing Matilda was put forward, a song about a thief. Waltzing Uh, Matilda would have been the worst anthem (laughs) of all time. 1977 what? referendum on various issues. Advanced Australia Fair received 43.29% of the vote, defeating Waltzing Matilda 28.28. Destroyed. Song of, 
Song of Australia, 9.65, and God Save the Queen, which polled a rather remarkable 18.78%. So even though the referendum was in 1977, on 19th of April, 1984, wow, seven, a whole seven years, the Governor-General Sir Ninian Stephen installed Advance Australian Fair with modified lyrics mm. as the National Anthem of Australia. Everyone's so scared of change in this country. <laughs> but no, no, it's not rush to uh, a uh, referendum, have a plebiscite. No, no change. I tell you, my favourite uh, anthem sort of story is is back in the late 90s and the early 2000s, every time the Wallabies and the All Blacks would play each other in the Blid is Low. Anyway, uh, um, so the like, All Blacks boxing. come out and the Wallabies would come out and then we would hear uh, the, the the Kiwi singer sing God Defend New Zealand. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I really quite like the song. Mm. And then we would sing um, yeah. Advance Australia Fair and then New Zealand's like, well, we've got we to gotta one-up this. Yeah. So they do the haka. They strike yeah. fear in the enemy. So then we come Come out with uh, John Williamson, John Williamson. <laughs> and his acoustic guitar <laughs> yeah, yeah. to sing Waltzing Matilda. Yeah. And, and boy, did that work for many years! Yeah. Did that work? Yeah. yeah. Uh, tell you what, actually, talking about national anthems, you should have got Braithwaite up there. Oh, <laughs> that's the way it's gonna be, little darling. That would be great. Angry Anderson, we could play that later. Yeah, on. you remember this one, don't you? What's so She's got this one covered. Yeah, she's yeah, she better than me. This was on the weekend. The University of Hawaii, mm. uh, America football. How yeah. good is this? One guy and a ukulele. Oh. Change the whole melody. He's he's rewritten it. They're adopting this as the new national anthem. Apparently, it sucks. He's your brethren, no. man. <laughs> oh, God, this is annoying. It, this this is more annoying than singing it badly. Like trying to. This is more annoying than Fergie. Ooh. Maybe he can't sing it properly. He only knows one song, and and he crams oh, every song. He's just song. sitting there with he's the melody side. It's just gonna. They love Israel Kawama Awoli, whatever his name is, somewhere over the rainbow. They love that version, and I think he's just cashing in on that style. Does he get booed flat out? I reckon he oh, they love it. They absolutely love it. It's gone viral in the States. They reckon this is the best version of the American National Anthem of all time. All, all of America, even all the southern them. states. I want to hear the middle part. Oh, he just did it. I couldn't even recognise it. It was going to be a different, different melody. He's trying to find the chord there. He had a pause. What, the, what is he doing? <laughs> what, what is that? I'm looking at your like, face. It's not, that it's, it's not that it's bad delivery. He's, or the, he's hitting the See, notes listen. he intends to. The crowd loves it. Crazy. I, if, well, I, but they should be throwing stuff at him. 
they should kill him. Is that what you reckon, Rob? <laughs> pissing me right off. All right, we're going to get live live stream happening this year. Rob is okay. just... His face is okay. cracked. It, this needs to be... I, I would troll this on social media and abuse... That That is ridiculous. It's the best, apparently. You could, no. It's no. Apparently, oh, they're all wrong. Listen to me. A, I'm right. Listen to Dr. Well, Robert Dr. Here. Robert. Anyone who says anything positive about that is a moron, a bigger moron than that twat who just sang that rubbish. He's a Mary type. Well, a Polynesian, do you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's Hawaiian, you see. Yeah, he's Hawaiian, yeah. What's the Maori got to do with Hawaiian? Oh, they're all, all in Poly- the same Yeah, yeah, but he's cult. not Maori. No, he's, he's Hawaiian. Not. He's Hawaiian, yes. But regardless, I could imagine a Maori doing that, actually. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrible. You can't just do a whole different melody and think you're doing the anthem. Well, you know what the Hawaiians are like with their ukuleles. They all get out and have a jam and yeah, do yeah, that. But there's no resemblance at any point no, of, you're the, right. of the melody uh, of the original song. No. Robert. He's just bebopping and scatting. He's like a bit of... <laughs> bit of bebopping like and scatting? He's bebopping and scatting. I'm losing it. <laughs> I'm losing it, Robert. <laughs> Robert, I, Mr. Bryce, I feel like this show has taken a turn this I week. I can't stand it. Nothing Why? angers me more than when someone doesn't sing the national anthem Why properly. Why are you so patriotic because for your home country I of America? I put up with the 1980s. <laughs> I put up with a lot of this bollocks. With the New Zealand national anthem, there was some idiot who comes out with a synthesizer. The drum machine <laughs> kicks in. And someone starts doing skills. Whoa, God of nations at thy feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up. Just sing the note. Sing it properly, you know, but, and then some moron comes up and shredding on his Ibanez guitar with his over-the-top chorus flange on left, right, and centre, and it makes me very angry. We can't tell. No. Get an orchestra, sing oh. with a good operatic, strong voice, strong and bold, bang it out, big bash smashing band drums. <laughs> And brilliant. Th- that's how you do an anthem. You don't. It's not time for some guy to sort of chip. Out, hey, oh guys, I'm an I'm an entertainer. Ble- bleeding <laughs> gums and Murphy a, uh, style. Uh, I've got a version of the uh, anthem. Check it out. <laughs> what do you think about this? Whoa, see, can you see? No, you're in tune, yeah, Rob. You're gonna make your own tune. Recognizable. By the dawn's early light, baby. <laughs> what What is that, Robert? Do you have American heritage? No, but it's, it's totally. You know, you know what this. it is? It's self-indulgent. No. He's not oh. doing that for the people. He's doing it for himself. Right. He's going. Look at me, everyone. Just listen to this. This is one of our all-time favorites. Oh, can you this see is R. Kelly. <laughs> This, he's doing the same thing. This is the yeah. same as what that other guy just did, except he's using... At, at least he's kind of in the same melody, but he's got all these jazz chords in there. Didn't, um... What's his name? Marvin Gaye do a version of the NBA All-Star back game back in the oh. 70s. It was very good, but it was... To your point, Rob, it was unrecognisable as a Star Spangled you, Banner. He's been well, dead a long time, Marvin. you can kind of sing sexual healing to this, if you want to. Just listen to this. When this... He wouldn't get this gig this now after all, all the things he's if done. If you took away his singing, or with it in fact, yeah. it's elevator music. It's a bossa nova <laughs> back, back rhythm. It's, it's perfect elevator music. Sing a home, y'all. Very good. Yeah. Gospel. The worst thing about this, if you watch the video, he actually brings in dancers to the... It's a, it's a oh. boxing match. Whoa. It's ridiculous. See, listen to that wavering around. Come on, clap your hands. Get into it. Yeah, this is bleeding gums Murphy. Congress. Yeah. So, uh, uh, 
Anyone who's saying that's the greatest version of that anthem, not, not what you just played, but the one before, oh, I would happy. There's a lot of people happily, booing them, by the way. Yeah, there's a lot of people booing them. So, so this, is, um, this is Trailblazer. This is the other one that we have to remember. This is from Rob's Homeland. Are you going to get more angry well, or less one, angry well, with this, no, Rob? This one, look, let's just not. We've already gone through all these anthems another time. But that one basically was odd because they did us like a South African uh, choir, basically. Yeah. Soweto, and, um, a Soweto that was a, type. That was type at the. Uh, this was yeah. at the netball. How do they fit them all on the court? And, um, uh, you can, Paul, this, Paul this Simon room. and Paul Simon uh, comes out with this. Paul Simon. Paul Simon comes in. No, yeah. Dave Dobbins. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, yes. yeah. So uh, yes. that's anthem. So uh, just, that just, wasn't even worst song in the world or a top ten or anything. But I've we just uh, revisit that. I've just uh, consulted the Googles and I was almost correct. It was in fact yes, it was Marvin Gaye, the 1983 uh, NBA All Star sure, Game. I thought he died before then. He put, well, you? by the sounds of him, he pretty much was mm. dead. It After that performance, he was yeah. murdered. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was you heard so it first. bad. So bad. What do you think of the song? I think we should kill him. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, it was very good, but it was just unpatriotic. Right. I mean, uh, that was an impromptu start. We were talking about oh, national anthems. Oh, well, well, and yeah. We rehearsed that very well. And I very well. We got Rob into character very early. Mm. Grumpy old man. What do you got next? There. Well, give me something to cheer me up. Um, oh, oh, we haven't even done a preamble or anything. We haven't thanked the sponsors. We haven't said hello well, to all no, the fans. The sponsors. Um, <laughs> while we're thanking sponsors, we've got to thank Mesita, the best sportswear in Australia. Woo! What an organisation. A community-based organisation. Want to help sports clubs and community groups be sustainable with cheap but high-quality sportswear. They'll give you a myclubshop.com.au e-commerce portal for absolutely free where you can raise lots of money for your club or group. They'll even give you sponsorship money to mm-hmm. buy more gear how good is that it's so amazing check amazing out deal. check out Mercedes 1300 Mercedes M-A-S-I-T-A or Mercedes.com.au and also check out myclubshop.com.au mm-hmm. tell them Beefy and Rob and Gav sent you and um, they'll probably tell you go away in all honesty <laughs> but uh, no please check out since 1933 they've been at the forefront of sports clothing all the way from Holland um, you, you reckon my uh, accents are pretty bad? Uh, no, 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 I've just said oh, very yeah. distinctly. Your, your, your British ones are very good. Yeah. Your um and and your uh, your Icelandic, <laughs> Icelandic. And some of the Eastern sort American of European type yeah, ones. Yeah. Mer- no, well, pain, yeah. pain, he's in pain. Well, it's not horrendous to pain. be fair. It's yeah. just that it's every single person seems to be from that region. Exactly. From, and, it's one very good accent. So internationally, those, that's that's really in there. and you, you maybe you're South African. You could do a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Has but, it, but, has uh, it, yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe yeah. not. But it's don't, Japanese. Go, don't go near New Zealand. No, I don't. Yeah. And um, um, well, the Formula One was in Texas this weekend. Oh, Ricardo. Daniel Ricardo. Yeah, sorry, didn't finish. D- again. Didn't yeah. finish again. But, um, oh. Is that his last Red Bull? Well, no, Abu Dhabi's left. Oh, yeah. He got interviewed before the race, mm-hmm. uh, being in Texas, so uh, Daniel Ricardo, Or is it Ricky Bobby? P4. On the grid for tomorrow. Uh, we dare to dream to believe there's a podium in there? I mean, I'd like to dream, absolutely. And I think I can because I, I only actually got one more position to get... Uh, on the podium, on those big steps, you know, the big three, as they say. And, uh, I mean, I'm I'm relatively happy. I'm happy that Seb didn't get pole. If he got pole, man, I'll start at fifth. He got second, so I mean, I'll start fourth because of his penalty. So, um, you know, sorry to say this, Seb, but I'm very happy that uh, you didn't get pole today. So thank you. Uh, and uh, one more position tomorrow, drink out my shoe, that would be great. Um, I don't know if they got any moonshine down here, but I, I can tell you now that would be delicious. Whoa. 
So he, he loves a bit of the old uh, doing the American Ricky Bobby, but uh, apparently his car yeah. literally just turned itself off. Right. On about lap 12 or something. So he was actually got, they showed the in-car coverage. He was going around a bend and just the, you know, the electronic steering wheel just went off and he just went, oh, and he had to park it. it. So uh, apparently on his way back to the pits, uh, or in the pits actually, apparently punched hell over the wall. Actually punched holes in a wall. That's how frustrated our man Daniel Ricciardo. That's why he introduced the show tonight as well. Okay. Maybe he's just, you know, he's moving on, isn't he? Yeah, he's going to Renault. But the worst thing is, Red Bull have a Renault engine anyway. Oh. He's going to have the same issues Well, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Uh, Well, that's what happens. Um, Maybe maybe they're better at the Renault engine. Well, it's their own car. It's a Renault engine in a Renault car instead of a Renault engine in a Red Bull. Yep, yep. In a can of energy drink. And just put a punch in on that. Yeah, so that's his eighth did not finish uh, of the season. So Wow, uh, that seems like a lot. That's a lot out of mm. uh, 18 or 19 races, considering his teammate finished second as well. Ooh. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, innuendo happening that the Red Bull team are favouring Verstappen because okay. Ricardo's moving on. Right, that could well yeah. be true. So uh, it's quite interesting. Gosh. Pro- I do recall him saying that he loved the Austin uh, oh, visit most of, of all. Does. Just going to let you know, uh, today is um, National Boston Cream Pie, Day, okay. National Mole Day, but it's not what you think it is. Um, moles, as in moles in the ground? No. I'll let you, I'm going to run through the rest Skin of the days. Cancer. No, it's a, to do with chemistry, apparently. Uh, National Canning Day, National iPod Day. Um, iPod, they don't need a day. Here's one for you, they're, Rob. They're still around. Sort of, yeah, they're extinct. Probably are. That's probably why they're, it's a retro day. Oh. Um, TV Talk Show Host Day, The Swallows Depart oh. from San Juan Capistrano Day. Mm. Yeah, and this is one for you. National Slap Your Irritating Coworker Day. Oh, that's very tempting. Yeah, but the, I'm going to talk of this a <laughs> it's bit. It's night time. Uh, a little well, bit. Like, if my coworker was that ukulele anthem guy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he'd have been slapped regularly. I mean, very easy. He would have got on the pitch. Yeah, it's actually um, World Edible Insect Day as Edible? well. Okay, well you can eat most the vast majority of insects. Well, this is what they're. They're, they're a great is... source of protein if you're stuck in the bush and you got mm. you know witchery grubs and all that. You, I've, you, I've tried it. Learn your grubs. Great. You've tried uh, hoo-hoo grubs or... No, no, crickets. Crickets. It's more of a confectionery version. It was crickets, but it was more of a confectionery... Yeah. There's some uh, baseball stadium there serving them in like... Oh, a, they were too. Of, uh, ...chips sort of stuff. Oh. Yes. Um, they're, they're not bad. Mm. They're quite oh, tasteless. Good memory, Rob. I yeah. like that. They were serving them up, weren't they? Mm-hmm. I think it might have even been the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, rave reviews from researchers and chefs alike suggest edible bugs could be the next dietary trend. Don't be fooled by this... Food of the future as a fad. The data says wrigglers are sustainable, mm. environmentally friendly, great source of protein. Yep. Yes, Robert Bryars, yes. Perhaps most importantly, downright delicious, apparently. Entomologist and food scientist Sky Blackburn is a veteran of the edible insect scene and has spent the past 10 years educating Australians about the benefits of eating crickets, termites, mealworms and ants from her Sydney edible insect farm. But how are you going to eat ants? They've got to be pretty big ones. And I think you batter gotta, them. you got to do something with them. <laughs> That's yeah. just Deep a lot fry of it like, would be like rice. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, ants those taste bad. maggots would be like those rice. big bull ants and things. Mm. Fire ants—they're the chili version. Okay, <laughs> they're, they're the um, what's the uh, what's the KFC version? The um, zinger, zinger, the zinger version of ants. Okay, she says her bugs were a hard sell, but thanks to rising media interest and advancing research, demand has hit an all-time high. Ten years ago, it was an absolute mission to persuade diners or even visitors at food expos to assemble my products. Now we are inundated with requests from people seeking out our insect marshmallows, ant tea. What? And cricket protein powder to sample for themselves.
themselves. The, the ego side of things, they are a much lower environmental footprint than any other meat-based protein. Mm. And this should be reason enough to adjust our practices and palates for a growing world population, apparently. Yeah, there you go. Good. There we well, go. I don't it's, know if it would be as good as beef jerky, though. Um, I'm pretty sure beef jerky is the best form of snack food you can eat. Mm. Astronauts eat beef jerky. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they certainly do. They certainly do. You can push through on that. Hi, hi, I've been having a bit of uh, carrots with hummus lately. <gasps> Same. Carrots with hummus. Yeah. Same. Hummus Jeez, is just ground up locusts, though, isn't it? No, uh, <laughs> it's uh, chickpeas. <laughs> it yeah. is chickpeas, yeah, you are. Yeah. Right. Well done, Rob. Do you make your own hummus? Definitely not. You just buy it. No, I can't be asked. Is, it, is, this, is this a diet for the boxing oh. training, Robert? Well, it's sort of just small little adjustments. Like, I've, mm. I've got, it's been a pretty loose affair, the whole thing. Mm. But I've been, you know, mo- moderate, not quite mm. sensible, skipping meals here and there. <laughs> sensible, um, yep. Yeah, but lots of comments. The, the shape has changed significantly in the last mm. few months. So, uh, and what, know, what, what, are you, what are you down to now? On the way, well, I'm about 89. And you got to get you would ideally like ideally to be 80? 86. Oh, I think well, that's I, I, But I, in all honesty, you know, I look back at some footage when I, around beer mile time, uh, the beef man, which was back in March. Mm. And I was very fit around yeah, then at one very point. Very fit. And I saw some footage and I was skinny as all hell. And mm. even at that point, I was still 86 kg. I remember weighing myself. Ah, but that's before you went so to the, the United the, States of America, though. The, that's right. But the bottom of my point is the body shape has changed because mm. I got down to 81 kg not that long ago. Mm. But that was just from running and not eating, really. Well, cardio, and you're losing. You're losing fat content in your body, but you're yeah, putting but on I, muscle. I, I think they're just still the yeah. boxing or the... Yeah, you're yeah. putting on you know, muscle, so you're muscle losing weight uh, more than fat. That's, that's yeah, absolutely right. So yes. your so shape is so changing. I think, I think 81 was never really realistic, yeah. despite my lack of it. Whilst, uh, whilst we're talking boxing, yep. I'm just going to let you know, we've yep. got a very, very special guest coming up after the break. Mike All Tyson, right. we finally Mike, got him. Mike Tyson. <laughs> I can't do Mike Tyson. You can do Mike Tyson, I think. Yeah, some other time. Some other time. He's listening, so he might storm through the door of the studio. Um, no, we're going to talk to Jamie Veach, who is uh, gearing himself up to a world title eliminator. Wow. He is the Western Australian uh, super welterweight champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to fight Dennis Conlon from Ireland, who is IBF ranked number three. Jamie's yeah. ranked number 15. So basically, whoever wins this battle yeah. is going to go straight into a world title fight, which is quite amazing. 365 days as well with Beefy Rob and Gav. I just alluded to before the break that uh, we're going to be talking to Jamie Weech. Uh, he is the Western Australian uh, super welterweight boxing champion. He's also the... IBF Pan Pacific Super Welterweight Champ. He is getting ready for a world title eliminator. Yes, folks, a world title eliminator. Dennis Hogan is coming over from Ireland December 15 in Brisbane. And what a matchup this is going to be because uh, whoever wins will get to fight for the world title. Jamie, thank you for joining us live on air all the way from Perth. How you going, guys? You all right? Yeah, great. Thank you. Well, great. We're, uh, we're chipping away. It's a Tuesday evening. I've actually just finished my training for the evening. I'm, I'm uh, not quite the same level as you are, Jamie, but uh, I'm, I'm making my debut at 38 years old, the Pan Pacific Masters. I'm hoping to <laughs> not <man>. die. <laughs> no, you, will, you won't die, mate. You'll, you'll get hurt a little bit, but hopefully yeah. you put a hurt on the other guy. Okay, right, right. Well, you, you, I've seen pictures of you. You look a fair bit trimmer than me. Well, at the minute, I'm about 75 kilos, mm-hmm. but uh, my fight at 69. Whoa. Shish. Yeah. So you got just uh, you got about seven weeks. The day before weighing, or how long do you start? How long do you give yourself to taper into uh, sixty nine? Or like the day of weighing, which will be twenty four hours before the fight. I'll weigh in probably around seventy one. 
72 maybe so i don't have to cut a lot of water but this camp's been longer again now because i've been really lucky for a long camp so my weight like i could shock myself now my coach and we could walk there on the scales and be 69 on the button you know from just training not cutting any water so yeah you never know what could happen but my weight's coming down really well so trying to eat more food so i don't come down too quick like (laughs) well that's always a problem rob doesn't have that issue no. <laughs> What's your uh, strategy for 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 weigh-in? Have you ever been involved in any of these psychotic weigh-ins where there's eyeballing each other and then people start looking to belt one each one another? No, I'm 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 always the happy guy. <laughs> Surprisingly, like I'm smiling and alone. I'm really thirsty sometimes, you know, and really hungry, but. Uh... Yeah, I, I just I go with the flow, like so. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's easy enough, you know. Mm-hmm. You make the weight. That's the hardest part of the game. Making weight. You make weight. The rest is fun. <laughs> um, obviously, this this is obviously the biggest fight of your career, no doubt. Coming up December fifteen in Brisbane, Dennis Hogan, all the way from Ireland. The winner will go on for a, to a WBO World Title fight, which is quite amazing. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know what is actually next after this one, to be honest with you, but um, it could put us in in the line for a world title. It, He's number one, so he's looking to fight and win. So he gets the title shot, you know. So um, I'm ranked in the IBF. It's it's a bit different. He's number three in the IBF, so I should shimmy up to number three and then hopefully get a shot at the IBF title, you know. But um, I'm not fussy. Any world title, any world champion, I'm happy to fight them. Of course you are. Um, As soon as as I put Dennis Hogan away, um, I'm I'm anyone's. Exactly. Now, all our listeners will tell, you're not exactly a Perth local as well. You're actually from the Gwent Valleys from... Uh, well, I'm going to say Abakan because uh, most people wouldn't know where uh, Kumkan is. Yeah, Kumkan, right next to. Pon- well, I'm from Polly Wing, but um, my stomping ground and my my boxing gym is in Kumkan. Is uh, literally a stone throw away from Newbridge, where Chokal Zaggy's gym is. That's right, Kumkan. Do you spell that with four L's or something? C W M C A R N. Kumkan. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, like you say, it's a legendary fighting area. Joe Calzaghi, obviously, and uh, Enzo Calzaghi is there. And the world-famous shed in the paddock, uh, as they like to call it, the gym was there. And uh, bred about four world champions, obviously, with uh, Macarinelli and uh, Robbie Reagan. And uh, it was oh, Gavin Reese, obviously. Yeah, Gavin Reese, And then it was Macarinelli. And then there was a couple of British champions, European champions there. He had a brilliant state blend with it for the play there, Mike. He's a brilliant coach. Yeah, that's right. And uh, rest in peace, Enzo. Um, we can't uh, gloss over that. It's uh, a life uh, lived far too short, unfortunately. Definitely, he was uh, <laughs> he was hell of a character. He was yeah, hell of a character. He took me to Italy to fight as an amateur, and oh, he was crazy, brilliant though. <laughs> <laughs> Define crazy because uh, most people from the valleys are pretty much crazy. When uh, when you're from Newport, um, we think that you know people think that we're pretty mad. But uh, I say to people, oh, you should see people from Newbridge and uh, and Bliner and uh, Blackwood and all that. Well, we was fives up in a BMW. Blue with a sat on the parcel shelf of the car, missed the junction on the freeway on the motorway, so he did a U turn on the motorway, <laughs> reversed all the way back. Literally, he did the stop, did a U turn, and I thought, no, I'll reverse, t- turn the background, reverse all the way up the hard shoulder just to get off on his. Uh, Exit, like, so we could get to the airport. Uh, and that was the start of the trip, so right. and, uh, imagine what the rest was happening. He <laughs> wasn't happy with the uh, correction on Google Maps, obviously. Yeah, oh, he's mad, yeah. He's it was, really it was just, broke. Jamie, he was just teaching you to, to, to look fear straight in the mouth and then take it head on or, or uh, back on. Uh, mm. 
<laughs> he's brilliant. Bloke. Mr. Miyagi, like you know, it was all very cryptic. <laughs> hey, J- Jamie, um, it's Gavin here. I'm the uh, token Australian on, on the on the radio show here. I've got a quote for you. Just um, if if uh, I feel like it's a bit of an uphill battle uh, in the fight, I've got a bit of a quote for here for you to give you a bit of inspiration, and and you'll get an extra fifty points from us if you can if you can tell me where this quote is from. So are, are you sitting down? Are you in a place that you can and take this into your heart? I am. All right, okay. Stood in the mirror, actually. Yeah, all right, okay. Here we go. Um, <laughs> it, it's not how hard you hit, it's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. That's it's a famous boxing quote. Where do you think that came from? For 50 points? I know where it comes from. I know where it comes where, from. Where? Um, I, actually, I, I'm a bit puzzled here. Now, I think it, it's either yeah, Rocky or Muhammad Ali. <laughs> well, you've got to choose one, Jamie. It's one of the two. You've got to choose one. I'd probably go with the first one. <laughs> yeah, I would go for Rocky. Ah, uh, 50 points. <laughs> In your opinion, who would win out of um, out of Rocky Balboa or the Raging Bull? Um, like I said, I haven't watched Rocky, so I wouldn't know. But right. I would. Well, I Rocky's Rocky's I always like vulnerable ball. because they he doesn't they don't seem to worry about defense in the Rocky films. <laughs> well, you don't get hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he gets he likes defending punches with his face. Yeah, it's not a bad way. Same as Jake Lamotta. Jake Lamotta did that. You didn't get me down, Ray. You didn't get me down. Just never went down. Fifty thousand. I'm going to be doing the same as well. <laughs> Um, growing up, Jamie, who were you, who were the people you looked up to? You know, were not necessarily in the Welsh boxing scene, but uh, in boxing in general. Tell you what, I've never, I've never been a big boxing fan. Um, I just love punching people, and I love getting punched myself. So I <laughs> put that one on your poster. <laughs> Yeah, I could say some of my favourites. I'd say Mike Tyson, uh, Ricky Hatton, just people like that, you know, come mm. forward and they want to fight, you know, they want to yeah. hurt people. Like, I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you, James, but me, I've got this fight in about two weeks or something, but every there's obviously a very different level and I'm not going to make any comparison there. <laughs> but um, whenever I watch Mike Tyson fights on YouTube, it really makes you not want to do it. <laughs> You just don't want to be on the receiving end of them. That's all that <laughs> Certainly is. Certainly not. <laughs> Drugs are fear of uh, fear of God into you. So, what, what's the training regime at the minute, Jamie? How many hours a day? Uh, you know, two or three sessions. How are you approaching things? Um, at the minute, I've had to cook my own garden business, so I've just had to give a friend of mine a load of work so I can concentrate on training. So, what I do is I get up in the morning, five o'clock. I go for a run. Um, I come back, shower, breakfast, go to work. I'll do four or five hours work, and then I'll have lunch, an hour's nap, and train again. Um, oh, wow. And that'll be pads or sparring then at about three o'clock, two, two o'clock in the afternoon, three o'clock in the afternoon, and then in the evenings, I may go for a swim sauna. But if I'm working, it's hard to get the three sessions in, so um, I'm just trying to minimise my work big time now just so I can concentrate on training, so I can get the three sessions in a day. And it's, it's, it's more the fact about the recovery, you know, so I never have a after naps but because i'm training that hard and working i need them naps i'm just grouchy i'm just biting everyone's head off and uh, <laughs> i'm nearly uh closer to a, to a divorce to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you said you were in a, a you know a major boxing fan i know the quote that's going to be on everyone's lips i love punching people and i actually love getting punched 
What, what made you, <laughs> what actually turned you into a boxer, apart from the fact you do love a scrap? Um, well, when I was younger, I was a bit of a cheeky kid. Most half on the valleys. Uh, I was getting struck down with a bit of bullying. So uh, my old man made me uh, go boxing training and I'm no, 10 years old. Well, I, you, I was going to ask you what age. And um, obviously yeah. you've moved all the way from Wales to Perth as well. Was that, uh, looking back, is that a great, good decision to, you know, rehouse yourself and uh, move to a different country? Oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. If, if you knew half the stories I got to tell you about being back home, and it'd be bad. But uh, yeah, it was a great move. Best thing I ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, come away from the trouble, really. Like, you know, yeah. I was young, fiery. I had a move here, come away from it, and yeah, my life changed dramatically. No. Very fast as well. Yeah, yeah. If a no. bloke in 12 months, like, you know. Oh, so. good. It's always good to good to hear that as oh. well. That uh, if, you, if a change of uh, culture and change of environment can change your life and, uh, you know, give yourself a better life for it, then uh, we all should do it shouldn't we oh 110 like I, i'd love to drag a load of my mates away from there now like you know now now look uh did, did you spend any swimming training down in coloslo beach you're all worried about the sharks down there i don't go in the sea yeah. i don't go in the sea uh, you should remember can <laughs> he wouldn't go in the sea yeah well jamie if you like uh punching things and then sorting out a scrap you should go in the water and take out some sharks i was in there <laughs> with one of my mates from back home in uh, Scarborough, the alarm went off, and we was go out that water so fast, we was running on water. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. I, I bet when you ring your mates back home now and say, oh, yeah, I was swimming, and there was a, the shark alarm went off, <laughs> and that, that was it. Yeah, it wasn't for me. My mates are surfer. I can't surf. I just hit, hit the reef or the sand so hard, I just stay out of there. You're going to be shark food, so. <laughs> Unless you're Mick Fanning, and then you just punch him. Oh, wow. yeah, That's right. Yeah. I, 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 I think Jamie's got a bit of punch in Mick Fanning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> I think he got bigger balls than me, though. <laughs> well, well, Jamie, we we might have a, a bit of a surprise for you in the next couple of weeks as well, because uh, we might be coming across the old 365 Days of Sport team coming across to actually for Rob to actually jump in the ring with yourself. Uh. We only no, we just might get you to show him a few moves, and like you say, it might be able to. Instead of blocking punches with his face, yeah. perhaps get a guard in the way or something like that. So yeah. uh, we are looking forward to that. Your first fight is always the same. That's everyone's world title fight there. Yeah. The first fight. Is yeah. it true that the, the nerves leading up to it is often the worst part? Once you're in there, it's actually all right? Oh, yeah. Like, me, for me, I was always hoping... If I fall over and break my arm or my leg, no, I get out of it. Like, yeah, you know? <laughs> I've had those thoughts. <laughs> you always you get that fear, you know? But yeah. as soon as you land your first jab, like... Pfft. Easy. One thing that was a great insight recently, they played that documentary series of Freddie Flintoff before he went to do a professional fight. Have you seen that? No. No, it's no, great. Um, and they actually got, he was, uh, who were his coaches, Beefy, for that? Uh, oh, it was Barry McGuigan, Barry and Shane McGuigan, uh, yeah. Jamie. Oh, yeah. And uh, they, they got, uh, uh, they actually got Mike Tyson across to talk to him before he had to go and Ooh, do a full No, Sugar Ray. Fine. Sugar Ray and Mike. Oh, okay. They got both of them. Mm. Yeah. Even Mike Tyson said that fear for him was, was always there no matter what before every single yeah. fight. That makes you, you wonder, you need doesn't it. it? Well, that's a right. A scared fighter is a dangerous fighter, that's for sure. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So we might give Rob a new nickname, Scared Rob Bryce. <laughs> yeah, scared Dr. Rob Bryce. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Well, Jamie, thanks for uh, giving us a little bit of insight. And uh, hopefully next week, the end of next week, we will be in Perth putting Rob in the ring with you for a bit of a few tips and a guidance. And I can tell already he's scared, so that's a good sign. <laughs> 
That's not a good sign for me then, is no. it? <laughs> well, whilst we're over there, but we'll also tee up over the next few weeks. If we don't want to tear you away from training too much, we might keep in touch with you and see how you're traveling and uh, see how things are panning out on the big December the 15th fight in Brisbane against Dennis Hogan from Ireland, the number three ranked challenger in the IBF ratings. So uh, it's going to be massive and we are so proud that uh, we can be a little bit involved with your build-up and your training and uh, your preparations and uh, we will be oh, just happy to uh, have you as part of our camp. Awesome. Thank you very much for your help, guys, and uh, give me a shout-out on here, your legends. Oh, we will. Don't we? We'll be promoting the hell out of this, I'll tell you, for, uh, <laughs> uh, right up until December the 15th. So, uh, no, we will definitely uh, be jumping on board the Veach, the Welsh Dragon. I like it. I like it. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, we will uh, touch base here as we go. But we're also, myself and Rob, will be in Perth end of next week and because uh, we're, we're filming a bit of a documentary as we go about Rob's journey into the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the best, Jamie. Best of luck with the uh, training, and we will catch you next week. And, uh, in the meantime, be safe, train hard, don't be scared. <laughs> I won't be scared. Thank you very much, boys. You enjoy the rest of the evening now. Lovely talking to you, and see you next week. Beautiful. Yes, Thanks, buddy. See you, Jamie. You never know. <laughs> Usain Bolt has been offered a contract with the new Tasmanian AFL side coming into the comp next year, 2019. AFL. He's laying down a quite a challenge there after turning down the Central Coast Mariners 3 million they offered him. He said, nah, not enough. And now he's but, going down the AFL. He'll get paid more than anyone else in the entire AFL. In fact, double. He would yeah, be yeah. double the highest paid player in the AFL. Is that Buddy Franklin? Yeah. Oh, mm. no, 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 no. Uh, Dangerfield. One and a half mil. Well, it depends. He was on... Buddy, isn't Buddy on like $11 million over 10, 10 years? 10 so mil over nine. Are we talking per year? Are we talking per game? What are we, what, what are we breaking? Per and year. It's, it's very... Is it front or back-ended? This per year, year, Gav. Per year. Oh, well... Simple as that. It averages, Gav. It's just an average. Oh, right, okay, okay. But he's, he's, he's up there. He's up there. Top uh, one or two. I'm very confused because obviously the new Tasmanian team is going to be relocated from the Gold Coast. You can't really call them the Tasmanian Suns. Right. S-O-N-S? Could be. Oh, I'll do that. Yeah. The Suns, because everyone's a son of someone, it's all interbred. Is that what you're saying? John uh, Farnham, we're all, we're all someone's sons. That's they could come out door. to your the voice. Oh. Yeah. See, this is all gaining traction. And the, the AFLW uh, women's equivalent will be the daughters. The Tasmanian daughters. Yeah, right. Brilliant. Mm. Good thinking. Like that. They were also, yeah. Is that the lyrics? It's basically John Farnham's "You're the Voice" is the backbone of the entire campaign. Mm. Uh, imagine running out to that. Don't, be, don't, don't tell me you're not going to put in your best effort when that uh, piano kicks in at the start with the. Everyone clapping along. Everyone's in. I think that's the club song, and it's going to be "You're the Club." I think they're just changing a few things. "You're the Club." Got to try and understand it. Let's play Balderdash! Balderdash! It's a fun game. It's a fun game. In fact, it's the game everyone is talking about. In fact... Would you say it's the funnest game? It's the funniest game of all. Not a word. Funnest. 
It is when you're six. The most fun. The funnerest. The funnerest. In fact, Rob actually found uh, the Melbourne Cup winning jockey, Michelle yeah. Payne, was yeah. playing sporting boulder dash with her brother. What? What? Yeah. yeah. On, on Tell, like, you can't it's just like say a that spring a racing, spring racing carnival hmm. uh, promotional video, and uh, they were playing sporting, sporting boulder, boulder dash. Exactly. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. Read a name out, and they'd try and guess what. Oh, it was whether it's a real horse or not. So, uh, sporting boulder dash. If you didn't know, because the world is talking about sporting boulder dash, mm. we come up with a sporting name or person, or I did stadium the other week this week I'm doing trophies by the way sporting trophies, trophies. are oh. they real or not and you've got to give a bio a description of the trophy uh, or a little bit of historic information about the player the person the, the team everything else and we have to guess the other people have to guess whether well, you're, it's true I'm not doing trophies no, you I'm can do still people. doing people yes yeah, so that's your forte Rob because you're very good at driving and along and making up names <laughs> whilst you're driving along so uh, well, you can do people I've, we set the precedent now so yeah. it's uh, you can do whatever you like as long as it's sporting set, related set the brain working let's get ready to my first trophy is the uh, the Gandhi Mandela Trophy. Gandhi Mandela. Gandhi Mandela. A couple of peacemakers right there. Is awarded to the winner of the Test Cricket Series between... Actually, it- well, so, so uh, hang on. Hang on. Because Gandhi's not in the competitiveness whatsoever. He's a he's a Buddhist monk. Yeah. You know, they don't want to... They're, they're all about not competing. When the Dalai Lama came down for Master Shift, he wouldn't even judge the food. Wouldn't he? Nah. Wouldn't even taste it? Will yeah. You? He tasted it, Robert, but he wouldn't will, judge it. Will you let the beef stroganoff finish... Well, Oh, I'm just I'm surprised that Ga- a- Gandhi's anywhere near any sort of trophy. It wow. totally goes against everything he stands for, which so I'm actually going to say false right Be now. Be surprised after he's finished. Well, this is quite interesting because uh, it's awarded to the winner of the Test Cricket Series between India and South Africa. It was named in 2015, but it was later renamed the Freedom Trophy as there were concerns that neither Gandhi nor Mandela actually played cricket. Ah, right. And also that it was, in fact, about Braveheart. Uh, I would say... <laughs> Free! Freedom! Uh, I, I'm going to stick him with false. I'm going to go with true. The Gandhi Mandela Trophy is the trophy awarded to the winner of the India Save Africa. And it was renamed the Freedom Trophy. Because Actually, of what I said. Near enough what you said. See? Yeah. Logic. Well, then it's not anymore. It's called the Freedom Trophy now. Yeah. But they respected the fact it was uh, Gandhi and Mandela who were out there. But for... I said it's not called that. It's called the Freedom Trophy now. But it was originally. But you didn't say it. I did. I said it was renamed the Freedom Trophy. Rob, I got a point out I of was that. pointing you about Gandhi and Mandela. First, Mandela the very was first not series, 2015, is, it was actually called the Gandhi Mandela Trophy. This is. Then they renamed it the Freedom Trophy. Yeah. Well, then I would have said true. It was brilliant. It was ahead of you. You know what? It was brilliant, Rob. I love for you playing the game properly. Logic. You're up. Bruce Wayne, true, was a sprinter in the athletic squad for the Lafayette Leopards in 2000. It is unknown as to whether he had a butler. <laughs> the uh, Lafayette in Louisiana. That's it. Went through there on the way. I went on a bit of a uh, swamp tour on the way home from work. Lafayette. Looked, looked up and yeah, Lafayette. Yeah, been in Lafayette, um, Louisiana State. Yeah, you know, swamp tour. Look at his gator over there, right there. <laughs> We're going, Gav. Is Bruce Wayne a sprinter? Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to say yeah. I think he probably is because the fact that you've gone for Lafayette is quite amazing. It's true. Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to let you know as well. I'm actually writing a book at the minute about nicknames. About nicknames. Yeah. And okay. Quite, there's a story behind all of there's the a great couple, stories behind. Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah, couple of... a good idea, Beefy. A couple of uh, players called Wayne Bruce. And okay. um, they... got called Batman. No, Manbat. Manbat. <laughs> because it's the other way around, Backwards. see? Yeah. Let you know. I've just spoiled yeah. half my book. It's pretty good. <laughs> Gav. Gav. Uh, number one for me is Petr Dostoyevsky was the person to bring pigeon racing to Russia in 1957. And yes, he's related to that. Dostoyevsky. Petr Dostoyevsky. Let's not say the surname. Petr Dostoyevsky. So that's false. Um, no, no, Peter Dostoyevsky. It's not Peter Dostoyevsky. Yeah. Um, what year? 1957. Nah. The so, Russian czars did pigeon racing in the 1800s. False. Oh, false. Pi- pigeon racing. Like a fish. Like a it's fish. False. Yeah, right. Okay, it's false. Let's <laughs> not get technical. <laughs> hey, do you know why um, pigeons were originally brought into like uh, urban areas? Because they're great for eating. They're yeah, very yeah. plump. Oh, fat, yeah. Fat it's birds. So, like, they were mostly... Humans would eat them. Humans would eat pigeons. Yeah, yeah. So, all this Russia, all their dirty birds and all that crap. It's only because there's rubbish everywhere. They're a plump bird. Yeah, we, made, we made them dirty yeah. with our rubbish. Right. That's okay. very true. Very true. So, so, uh, well, I think around... you just gave him... He got all of them. I got none. Oh, no, I got well, your one. You got a point because you just one. said false. Well, yes. After round one, what are we on? Beefy Beef? three, Gav two, Rob one. Um, okay, trophies. The SpongeBob SquarePants 400. Uh, it's a NASCAR race winner at the Kansas Speedway. Takes home a four-foot version of the lovable underwater cartoon character if they win at Kansas. Kansas in America, Can- Kansas. Kansas in America. SpongeBob SquarePants 400. It's false. Gav? I'm going with true. It really is true. There <laughs> is a SpongeBob SquarePants 400, and the winner does take home a four-foot version of SpongeBob Robert SquarePants. is in a little bit of a mood this evening, <laughs> and after this game, he is going to turn into the Hulk. <laughs> Speaking of which, Bruce Banner. Oh, oh. Segway. A high jumper for the U.S. Olympic team 1972 did not gain a medal and tragically died in a car crash driving home from the airport after the Games. Most thought he would have just turned green, but he didn't. <laughs> Went to a red light. Uh, that's definitely not possible. It's false. Bruce not, Banner. It's not possible. It's not possible. It's just not possible, apparently. Do you know what, Rob? I'm going to go with you. I reckon it's true. It's not. It's false. Oh, <laughs> hey. Right, number two for me. Ashwin de Villiers has the most titles of ostrich riding in South Africa. Is that is that the act? South Africa. Say it again. De Villiers what? Ashwin de Villiers has the most titles of ostrich riding in South Africa. Fifteen ostrich Can you racing spell titles. Ashwin? Riding, not racing. Can you spell Ashwin. A S H W I N. I don't know if it's so Ashwin. Ashwin, like as an yeah. Indian. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How can we call it's, an it's, Indian name and a South African name? That's false. Do you know what? This is good. I like this, Gav. You thought long and hard about this. No, I just looked at the facts and wrote it down. Not looking, not thinking. <laughs> did hard you go? At all. Did you say false? Yeah. I'm gonna go true then. You are wrong, Beefy. Yeah. It's false. False. Yeah. false. Oh, get Rob, gets, yeah, Rob gets. Rob gets the point. Gav's yes. taken the lead. Oh. See his strategies on how he just does the opposite. No, no, no. I'm just win. thinking. I'm just there. You go. All right. My next trophy: the Paul McCartney Cup, uh, which is a trophy contested by Tremier Rovers and Southport FC, who are both obviously teams based in Liverpool, has been contested annually since 1994 when Paul McCartney opened Southport's FC new ground, Hague Avenue, um, when they play against local rivals Tramier Rovers. The Paul McCartney Cup. Paul McCartney hates sport. False. 
false for me too. False for you too. Jeez, I'm struggling tonight. I could. It <gasps> might be the first night. <sighs> uh, just let all the listeners know that uh, Beefy is unbeaten after five weeks of uh, sporting bobblesh, but he's up against it. Clark Kent. Swimming Paralympian gold medal champion from the most recent Brazil Games. Uh, he couldn't fly or shoot lasers <laughs> from his eyes, but he is Asian. He is Asian? <laughs> Do you doubt me? Can you say it again, please? Swimming Paralympian gold medal champion from the most recent Brazil games. He couldn't fly or shoot lasers from his eyes, but he is Asian. But he is Asian. What has that got to do with... Oh, I just thought I should confirm that. Oh, okay, sure. Um, well, I'm going to say false. Yeah, I've got to say false as well. Oh, it's almost true, but it's... Is it? Uh, unfortunately, it's all true, apart from the fact that his real name isn't Clark Kent. He's nicknamed Clark Kent. Oh, oh. interesting. Oh, yeah, so what was his real name? Oh, Superman. No. Some Asian oh. name. <laughs> Some Asian name. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there you go. Um, number three for me, round three to finish off, is Brad Spencer retired from sandboarding due to sanding his ass off. They had to cut him a new uh, hole in surgery. False. Sandboarding. They only do it in... Um, sandboarding. In Washington or Oregon, up How that way. How can you sand your entire backside off? Well, it's going at a rate of knots. What's the, How does the sport false. work? False. It's got to be it's false. false. Ah, okay, it's false. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we didn't go into too much detail. No, we didn't have to go into too much detail at all. <laughs> I, was feeling the, I was feeling like I was in, a, in the ring with Jamie, Jamie Witch. Getting me all nice. right. Uh, the Swiss Army Knife Cup. Awarded to the winner of the annual World Cup Downhill event held at Eibach in Switzerland, home of the Swiss Army Knife. American Lindsay Vaughn has won a record eight Swiss Army Knives. False. True. Rob's on the money. It is yes. false. Dun, 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 dun. Um, I'll just let you know the scores. Beefy, seven. Gav, seven. Rob, not seven. Six. Oh, so what a comeback. Unbelievably oh, tight. Written off. All righty. Rob, number four. Is it me? Yes. yes. Uh, what have we got? Peter Parker. Uh, British runner from England's Midlands throughout the 2000s. Ranked as high as fifth in the 3,000 metres. He's not Spider-Man. No, obviously not. Spider-Man wasn't real, Rob. Is this guy big on the web? Hey! <laughs> I'm going to say true. You're in true. Uh, I'm going to say true. I'm going to say true. False. It's true. Oh! Really? Yes. There's no such event as the 3000. No, it's on the, it's on the internet. 3000? It's yeah. Steeplechase. On, it's, it's, on uh, uh, it, it's, it's on the web. It probably is Steeplechase, yeah. <laughs> it's had a load of his runs. Like really? Like, had five miles and ten miles Jeez, and stuff I'm behind like that. again. Peter Parker. Right. right. Eight, seven, six. Oh, and I got one point then, didn't I? No, eight, seven, seven. Doesn't matter. I'm Ooh. in the lead. Yes, Gav's in the lead. Number four for me in 2014, Kenny Veach was a sponsored athlete in cave hiking. Went for an Overnight trip to a cave in Nevada, Area 51, and went missing. Kenny Veach. Kenny Veach. He's cave a cave hiker. Cave hiker. Mm. Cave hiker. Yes, he False. hikes in caves. <laughs> False. Is that a sport now? Cave hiking. Sponsored by Garmin. <laughs> it's False. on this show. It must be true. Cave diving, not cave hiking. How far can you go in a cave? False. False. Yeah, it's got to be false. It's definitely true. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, it is. Gav's gonna win, he got two yes, points. He's got two points there, ten. Jesus, we're in trouble. Me and Robert. Am in I trouble. on eight or seven? Uh, you're on seven, same as me. We're actually three First points. First loser behind. you are at the <laughs> moment. I wanna, I'm gonna put an objection in cave hiking's not sport. It doesn't cope with our, um, 
para- parameters of this? It's an event. Cave it's, it's hiking. A, yeah, apparently. What, like he's, so he's now the world hide and seek champion. <laughs> yeah. <he's>, yeah. <laughs> well, no, because the competition's not so, over. Uh, are, you, are you calling for a Google <laughs> presentation? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah PowerPoint. He wants to go undefeated. All right. The Paul Bunyan Axe Trophy. College American Football Trophy contested between the University of Minnesota and the University of Wisconsin. Wasn't introduced until 1948 when uh, the matchup's original trophy, the slab of bacon, went missing. Oh, wow. Someone ate the bacon. Went missing. It's definitely true. Definitely true, eh, Rob? Yep. If it was beef jerky, I'd probably say it's oh. false, but I'm going to say it's true. The Paul Bunyan Axe Trophy is 100% true. Oh, Gav's 11, I'm it's 8. It's all over. It's all oh, over. Oh, beef, he's lost the unbeaten reputation. Can't believe it. <laughs> Can't believe it. He's I'm, not doing, I'm not doing trophies again. <laughs> <laughs> didn't work out at all. You didn't get the trophy this week. All right. Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Oddly renowned as one of the most competitive boxers on the circuit, Dalai Lama from Cuba destroyed Scotsman Jock Longcock in the, <laughs> in the 2000 Sydney Games uh, heavyweight final to win gold. <laughs> We've gone back to the crude, punny yeah. nicknames. Genius names. <laughs> Thank you. And it was very easy when you just write it off the internet. <laughs> I'm going false on that one. I'm yeah. going false as well. But there's a Scottish rugby player, Longcock. <laughs> so what? Yeah, oh, he's no, not... it's John Cock. Yeah, they, that is false. There's yeah. no, one, no one called Dalai Lama. No. no it's one, only good. No one mm. ever has been called Dalai Lama. I was waiting for... This isn't Dalai's a name. I was waiting for... Um, Redru Stir to come up today. Oh. <laughs> anyway, yes, Gav, your last right, one. Number Red five Roo. for me. Uh, we don't need to look at the scores yet. It's, it's currently in the balance. Number five for me, Baby Jesus is a midget wrestler. Oh, are we allowed to use re- wrestling? Is, is that no, oh, hang sport. on. But I'm also that's. I'm not sure that's his real it's name. It's not going to be his real name either. Based on that, Clark Kent, I could have put across as... I could yeah. have screwed well, you both with a yeah. double yeah, whammy. Yeah, well, I would have, I would so have used yeah, it. See, this is the problem, you see. He had his dodgy Freedom Cup Mandela thing, which I mm. just said was false based on... And it was false, because I said Gandhi Mandela. And now you've got your cave hiking. Yeah. What the hell is cave hiking? Which hike? isn't even a sport. This is not even a sport. You, you go, you're going for Stewart's, a nickname. Stu's inquiry. Well, this is his... This is his uh, com- Competing, competing name. False. Beefy false. Used, just say false. Beefy up. used a. <laughs> Beefy a used a nickname last week. Well, let me just get through. Baby Jesus is a midget wrestler who won yeah. the Extreme Midget Wrestling Championship in Las Vegas in 2012. His uh, catchphrase was half the size, twice the violence. <laughs> True or false? <laughs> Baby Jesus. That's pretty Richard good. Wrestler. It's yeah. pretty good. That's a great false. Yeah, yeah. Great false. <laughs> it's absolutely true. It's a nickname. It's, three foot it's, six, it's not his real name. Three foot six. His nickname for his nickname is BJ. He beat Little Show, which is a parody of Big Show, uh, to the <laughs> chance of the crowd. Uh, closer is a bit of language here because he's baby Jesus. Holy dude. Holy dude. That was, that was the yeah. crowd got into it, to which yeah. he responded by doing the worm in the middle of the miniature ring. He grabbed the chair. <laughs> Championship belt, which was twice his size, and fans in the crowd were wearing Hooked on Jesus t-shirts. Right. At the start of the event, a referee hops in the ring and waves an American flag, gets on the mic and yells, this is for the troops. And one of the midgets starts cursing out Las Vegas, and members of the crowd were reported to have called back, fake midget, or you're just a hobbit. Gosh. <laughs> Baby <laughs> Jesus. True. Oh, it's good. Good on him for being such a competitor. <laughs> 
it's not his real name. It's not his real name. Baby Storm's pissed off about winning. And, and wrestling's yeah. not a real I lose sport, every week. No. I don't care. I'm yeah, quite yeah. used to it. So what was the score uh, at the end? 14, 8 to 8. 14? That's oh, like a record score. Yeah, that should be score. in the 365 days of sport world record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, we're definitely going to have to, uh, I mean, now that Beefy's not won, yeah. this can't be right. No. no. So, so we're going to have to just cancel some rules. We're going to have to redress it. Even You taking a global man? Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what you got in store for us, the beef man on world champion. So, as I might have told before, this is a segment for losers. <laughs> this is for people that have nothing going. There's no real reason for them to even get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. There's just nothing good in their lives. They can't do anything. Anything. They're pathetic. Probably should just give up. But... In case you just want to hang in there for a couple more days before things you wrap it up, um, these are some <laughs> tournaments you might be able to take part in uh, that you could become a world champion. You could go from sub-zero, from nothing, like minus 40 degrees Celsius, a frozen piece of nothingness, excrement, scum, <laughs> to being a world champion through the information that Karen Beefy Blake's going to present to you right now. I've got my notepad out ready. Should have. I could be a zero to hero tomorrow. You could do. This weekend in Hugo, Hugo, that's the name of the town, Yep. in Colorado. I'm just trying to see how far it is from Denver. It's on the, kind of the southeast of uh, Denver. It is the World Championship in Broomstick Pool. Oh. Right. It does exactly what it says on the tin, Rob. You actually play pool with a broomstick. With a broomstick. Just the stick or is the broom brush attached at the end? Because um, that would be looking quite, at this, quite difficult. Looking at this, it's the brush is actually attached. Okay, that would make it much more It annoying. is a very uh, a handicap. A Harry Potter-style broom as well. Oh, that's a better option, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was thinking the wide broom. You'd, you'd oh, yard, not a yard there. broom. I suppose you could use a yard broom I'm if sure you like. you can, but you'd knock yourself in the back all the time. They're quite long. Well, it depends on which end you're using to hit the ball. I assume it would be the, the stick end, not the brush of end. Course. But that would who knows? Be it's it's not a, curling. Well, it's such a silly-looking competition that I wouldn't be surprised. You know, in the States, I wouldn't be surprised if they're using the brush end to hit the ball. Mm-hmm. Don't be rude on our uh, American brothers. Oh, I love our American brothers and um, our American sisters, except when someone decides to do the national anthem in a different melody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it gets don't me up, riled up. Don't upset Rob Bryers, I tell you. Oh. So it's at the uh, the Plains Bar, <laughs> Saturday, October 27th, Broomstick Pool World Championship at the Plains Bar, Hugo, Colorado. Get on a plane now, and you could be a world champion. Uh, what you got coming up, Rob? This weekend, well, more training. Training continues. Sparring, Sparring Saturday morning. Saturday morning, did five rounds last Saturday morning. I got first proper hard hit in the head, like a smash that actually kind of... With the helmet on, or yeah, just... Yeah, with, with the helmet yeah. on, but I, I felt it for sure. But uh, I, I've got a fair few in myself, obviously. Um, Jump on our Facebook page, 365 Days of Sport as well. Check out because there will be some video up there. I'll put it. I was a bit slack. I haven't put it up yet. I've got some video of Rob uh, actually doing some training. So we'll do more on Saturday when he spars. But uh, 365 Days of Sport, just check out the Facebook page. There'll be some Rob updates there. Some stuff there. What are you up to, Gav? Oh, continuing my NBA 2K season. I've uh, been sold back to China. LeBron (laughs) James wasn't too happy with me. Other than that, I'm um, joining a local uh, synchronized swimming gang. 
gang, I think they're called. A Sport. gang. A gang, yeah, a gang of synchronized swimmers. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what what you do. I don't know what it even is, but I right. bought the nose plugs and the goggles. Because today yeah. I was uh, doing laps at my local pool and they were playing uh, classical music. Can, oh, you, can you be a peaceful gang? Or does the word gang inherently mean a group of violent people with intent to uh, cause oh, disarmament? I just think you little bit of gang racism there, Rob. Not all gangs are bad. But I, yeah, so I, I heard classical music at my local pool. They got rid of uh, Triple M and their 24-7 a- AFL trade draft news and this, they put on classical music now and I just was like, oh, I'm going to join Synchronised Swimming. It just popped into my head. How many white people are in your Synchronised Singing Gang? Singing Gang? <laughs> swimming. 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 The Synchronised Swinging Gang. That's what we're Singing Gang is a choir. Swimming. One. So it's you. So you're actually by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no one. But I'm confident. I can't be synchronised if there's only one person. Wait, wait. Get out of sync. Wait, wait. 1988 Seoul Olympics. Solo yeah, synchronized swimming the, was in the Olympic Well, game. Rob, yeah, suck yeah. eggs. It's the second time you've lost <laughs> lost tonight. <laughs> right. Even you must acknowledge the moronic thinking behind that. Synchronized. I'm at peace with my Tchaikovsky-inspired flapping about in a pool. You're at peace with being a moron. Is that what you're Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, quite comfortable. We have been to thank, for a long time, We have to you? thank Masita <laughs> for sponsoring the show. Uh, the best sportswear in Australia. Great quality gear. Low, low prices. Lots of support. European heritage since 1933. They're the best sportswear in Australia. Check out myclubshop.com.au. Ring 1300 Masita or check out the website. Mercedes.com.au. Uh, Beef Cheeks, what are you up to this weekend? Are you going to be uh, on the Team cricket. of the Week? What, how many cricket matches no, are you playing this weekend? Weekend off. I got my dates Whoa. wrong. I was going to go to the Melton Gold Cup powerboat racing this weekend, and I'm a month early. Ooh. Yeah, I did make Team of the Week again for the cricket. Melton so. powerboats. <laughs> so I might find some weird sports. What's the weather like out in Melton? It's hot, Rob. Why is that? Because it's Melton. <laughs> got to end on that. That's my day of sports the next week. I'm sure, of course, Gavin laughed at that. Cheers, of course Gavin. he did. Yeah.